Happy holidays, guys, and thank you for joining me today on the conversation surrounding COVID-19, the pandemic, and the vaccination. Today's guest is Roy Dunlap, the Director of Environmental Services at Howard University Hospital. He discusses his reasons for volunteering to be one of the first to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. Roy was recently featured on CNN with Don Lemon and interviewed in the Washington Post. Thank you for listening. Congratulations on being one of the first in the nation to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So how are you doing today? Uh, since the, let me see, since the 72 hours plus, I'm good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> good, good, good. So t- just go ahead and if you can just introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about where you work, your family, um, you know, just to give us a little background about you. Okay. Well, my name is Roy Dunlap. I'm actually grew up in New York City, actually moved to the Washington, D.C., Maryland slash Virginia area about 10 years ago. I currently see, uh, over, I work at Howard University Hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm director of environmental services, which is AKA housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my housekeepers are, I have about staff about 70 to 75. That's including managers. Um, my housekeepers are, are the frontline staff. They're the ones who does the cleaning mm-hmm. of COVID-19. So we terminal clean, which is sanitized. COVID-19. So anything that has to do with COVID-19 that comes through the hospital, we are the front line that cleans it and makes sure it's sanitized. Um, uh, I lost about maybe 30% of my staff in the beginning stages of this COVID-19. Wow. People mm-hmm. naturally quit because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they feel like they was risking their life or people would refuse to do the rooms, can't work there mm-hmm. if, you can't, if you can't, you know, say refuse to do the work. And I actually, people just turning down jobs, which is amazing. I've been doing this about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And just tell me, I have about eight people say, you know, you interview and say, listen, we clean COVID-19 rooms. They didn't tell me right then and there. But they, when I call them back, like, hey, you know, are you still interested in the job? They say, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Wow. And I guess that's a part of the fear and just, you know, the loss right. of life and all the information that we've been getting right. uh, from the news media and statistically showing that, you know, I assume that many of your staff members or patient are, are staff members that are minority. Are they, you know, Hispanic or African-American? Right. Well, I'm going to say 95. I'm going to say 95 percent of my staff, 95 percent of my staff is, is Hispanic and African-American. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I have, right. have a couple of Asians in there, but it's ninety-five mm-hmm. that that's made up that group. Right, and we know that you know African Americans are nearly are three times more as likely to die from COVID nineteen because right. again because of health disparities and exposure right. to the essential jobs that you guys are doing. And thank you so much for keeping the hospitals safe. And 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 we're going to get into a little bit into how what you're doing will hopefully you know keep people even safer. And uh, thank you for uh, for sharing that with us. No problem, no problem. So as far as the personal piece, are you married? Do you have any children? Well, I, I'm married. I have mm-hmm. three kids. Well, I'm seven, a son, 17-year-old. I have a daughter, 14. 
and I have a 12 year old son. He's who's, who's artistic, artistic. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And, right. uh, my wife is a, is, a, is, a, is a teacher. She works in the Howard County school system. So mm-hmm. she's staying at home now, which is driving her crazy too. So that's been hard. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. I, yeah. I think COVID has robbed us of so much. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. Um, you know, it's quite it's quite overwhelming. So we're trying to get used to we want to get back to some type of normalcy. And hopefully with this vaccination, it's right. one step closer to keeping us safe and to getting back to that normalcy. Right. So you work for Howard University, um, the College of Medicine there. No, I work at Howard University Hospital. The, the hospital. hospital. OK. And we know that Howard University is a historically black um, college. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've done a great job of training doctors to care to originally care for freely black people, you know, in the nation's capital. So we're you know, we're thankful to them for, um, you know, for having people like you on their team and that are working to, again, keep, you know, their employees uh, safe. Right. How did you get to be one of the first people to get this vaccination? How did you have the opportunity? Did your manager come to you? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, well. We have a CEO now by the name Anita Jenkins. She's been the CEO since I believe January of this year. She just, you know, she came from the Midwest mm-hmm. to help head up Howard to, you know, send to bring new innovations and to to grow back Howard back into his reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anita Jenkins, she has been a wonderful CEO. I'm talking about she has been in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. So we was having our, I believe, I was having our. Um, a monthly meeting, you know, we usually have a month, a system-wide meeting over the phone, of course. Mm-hmm. He announced that, you know, we're going to be receiving the vaccine. And she announced that she's going to be the first one to, to get it. Anybody who wants to join her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, at that instant, I'm like saying, if she could do it, you know, a CEO who's going to step out there could do it. You know, I'm a leader of my department. Why can I do it too? So mm-hmm. I went to the office, I believe the next day or, and I asked, you know, can I speak to her? And I told her I wanted to do the vaccine with her. And she was ecstatic because, you know, she's, you know, people are not volunteering for this. So mm-hmm. that was one of the first things that pressed my button to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I know myself being a woman of color in healthcare, I see um, a lot of, you know, Caucasian or white people signing up for right. uh, the vaccinations. And I think as African-Americans, um, we're kind of just like holding off and stepping back and saying, you know, we're not trying to get to the front of the line. Right. So I, yeah. So I commend you for having, you know, for that bravery and for putting yourself out there and for, um, you know, again, for for being an example to your staff members and your peers. And um, I, that make one point because mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who's non non African American Latino, mm-hmm. and I said I talked about ten of them. I kid you not, all ten said they taking the vaccine without hesitation. Wow! And of course, a lot of my friends are like skeptical, but you mm-hmm. know. Right. No, and I think as I said, that's wonderful. That I think your life and what you're doing. Um, and the notoriety that you've gotten from it is really proving to be a wonderful example. And it's showing, you know, that if he can do it, I can do it too. You met, you mentioned about the skepticism. And I know that again, as one of, um, people of African-American descent, we, you know, there are a lot of conspiracy theories and, and fear surrounding the vaccination, especially because of the history of medical injustices, um, that have, you know, that black people had, had to deal with 
you know, from the beginning of time. And so, you know, many people of color are using those experiences as a reason not to get vaccinated. What do you have to say about that? Or did that play a role in you getting the vaccination? Did you worry about that? Or were you just like, no, I'm going gung-ho. I'm going straight ahead with it. Well, just a quick note. My brother and I actually had a debate this morning for hours before I move into that. And he's on Mm -hmm. the other side of the fence. And he's like, oh, you taught me all this. But, Mm. you know, it, it actually... So when they first talk about the vaccine, they've been talking about it for months. And mm-hmm. I, at first, initially, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about it. But as you, like you say, you work in the medical field, you see firsthand people dying. I had a staff member that died in the COVID. Mm. He didn't catch it in the hospital. He caught it outside, but he had a, uh, he passed away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was devastating to our department. Then firsthand, cool. you start seeing people coming in sick. You hear about, I know about at least four people, five people outside my job that passed away from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. All right. And those are all African-American or Hispanic uh, all, people? All, all that, African-American yeah. and Hispanic people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, it's I'm seeing the economy, how it's affecting the economy, right? Um, mm-hmm. How so, how it's affecting social distance. I have a friend, um, um, Dr. Gary Graham, is telling me like you know they said depression's on the rise you know what i mean so mm-hmm. as i started thinking about all this other stuff and the, when i just initially put my neck out there two a couple of weeks ago i said mm-hmm. this is something that somebody got to be the first somebody got to be out there and be brave enough to say hey i'm gonna take this vaccine and let's see what what it does let's see if it does work let's see if it does mm-hmm. have a side effects Let's see if it if it if it doesn't work, we can go back to the drawing board. So mm-hmm. I was thinking from a non-selfish point because I say, listen, this is for just you know, for my just just to get back to normalcy. You know, saying to where we can have a, mm-hmm. a place of being normal. I want to see my mother. I want to be time to not go see my my loved ones or you know say you can't go to New York. I had a pastor that passed away this summer mm-hmm. that was dear to me that helped me get mm-hmm. into the Southern Adventist Church. And get that mm-hmm. to school that made me who I am today. When mm-hmm. passed away mm-hmm. in Florida, I couldn't go. Absolutely. So. And you've touched, yeah, you've touched on so many areas, I think, where COVID has affected us, whether it's the social distancing, the isolation, as you said, depression, sadness, right. grief, and dying. A lot of our family members, our friends have passed away, and we're not able to, you know, go for repast, to visit them, to fly out, to see them, to really give them that support. Um, because we have to isolate. So people are left to deal with those grief and, and the loss of their loved ones alone. And so, as you said, those are some of the reasons it seems that you've, you know, you've really put a lot of thought into this. And even the economy, as you said, uh, you know, wanting people to get back to work and to start, you know, accepting those positions that you have open there at the job, right. you know, and to get back to that. Right. Um, so it seems like you've really thought about this process and um, was, you know, it was well-intended. So now that you've gotten the, the vaccination, you said it's been 72 hours? Maybe 72 hours, 96 hours. Okay, okay. How? T- Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, it's just been about 96 hours and counting. And I'm feeling good. Good. That's what I wanted to get into. Kind of walk us through the process. What was it like? You know, you woke up. Well, let's go back a little bit. So I know because I'm, you know, 
a what year you know you said you have a wife i'm a wife like when did you tell your wife and your children like you know that oh by the way oh yeah (laughs) i'm I'm having this vaccination so so i made the the decision two weeks prior so that i'm holding Mm -hmm. for two weeks so Mm. wow so so judgment day comes okay we're taking the vaccine tomorrow guys it's on tuesday Uh, so monday i get home i say how i'm gonna tell my wife because I didn't tell her, you know, mm-hmm. plan. So we usually come to the dinner table. We usually sit around the dinner table. My wife, my kids, you know, we bring a lot of stuff to the table that needs to be discussed, work, mm-hmm. you know, job, you know, saying school, et cetera, mm-hmm. things Absolutely. like that. So mm-hmm. I I decided to say, I say, I say, baby, just let you know, I'm taking a vaccine tomorrow. Mm. And <laughs> I, I kind of, Look, glance at my cause my son. They always get these these crazy looks and his eyebrows mm-hmm. raised. I see those eyebrows raised, like, and he got his head down, like, oh boy. Oh. I turned <laughs> to him because my wife always see, sit at the right of me, so I turned to the right mm-hmm. of me, and my wife was staring at me like, "Are you serious? Mm. Are you just telling me now? You didn't discuss this with me, right? Right? You know why can't somebody else take it? Why can't?" know why you have to be the first why we need your family so something happens to you so something happens to you and then you you who's gonna take care of your family mm-hmm. and i and i understood i understood where she was coming from and everything but mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why i didn't tell her because <laughs> mm-hmm. i know that mm-hmm. she probably would try to convince me not to take it and everything which is not that's just not a bad thing because you know, mm-hmm. she's being selfish for good reasons everything mm-hmm. but you know i mean i had to tell her like look you know i'm a leader and one of the issues in my department, sometimes you got to lead out and you got to put yourself out there for to understand that people understand, make sure that we, for people understand that this is the road to recovery. This mm-hmm. is the road mm-hmm. to combat this COVID-19. So that's what I mm-hmm. wanted to do, you know, just to, you know, stand be as a leader and just, you know, my family just, just showed them like, hey, this is how you have to lead. Sometimes you got to lead by example. So, Absolutely. so when Anita Jenkins put it out, my CEO put herself out there I want to leave. Right, right. Now, what were the kids' response? I know you have teenagers. What were their responses to, you know, you going ahead and and, and taking the big step on the Tuesday morning? Well, I mean, my, my son actually, my, my daughter didn't have too much to say. She was like, oh, okay. But my son, <laughs> my oldest son is like, like, well, you know, if that's what you want to do, dad. That's what you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna wait to see if something happened to you. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Jokingly. <laughs> You're the he said it jokingly. He said it jokingly. But, but right. But he said that you know he understands. He understands the move. He said that this is, you know, I know you. I know you that you like to lead by example. He said, you know, you know, he tried. He's trying to school me about to tell me some things about the COVID nineteen. I know already. Apparently, he's been reading about it. Mm-hmm. side effects my son is very reasonable he like to give things reasonable and thought process think things out but you know I tell you he know he, he was he was okay with it it was mainly my wife was the one who was who was worried which is you know absolutely and that's totally understandable you know I'm sure that she she has her concerns about yeah. it and she said she probably she probably would have been okay for you to get for you to get the vaccination right. but not being one of the first people yeah. To, to stand up and to to make that decision and that you know to, to do it right um so on the Tuesday morning 
you go into work and walk us through what did that look like? I saw that the cameras were there, but yeah. you know, were you a little bit nervous? And you well, know, what did that? Well, let me just, did that let me like? just say that I was on the dog cost the night before we voted. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning, so I'm about to leave the house. My wife, she she wanted to pray with me. Let me just make that little point real quick. My wife, because mm-hmm, I was nervous. It was on my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. But when she prayed with me, I felt an easiness. Like, it Good. my feelings. Now, fast forward to the hospital. Yes, I felt the confidence. I, you know, she prayed with me. My confidence level is there. So when I get there, mm-hmm. I see my CEO. She's about to take it. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, then I see my VP of nursing. She's about to take it. Then mm. I see the chief nursing operator. She's about to take it. Then mm. uh, Mr. Dr. Mighty, who's the dean of the Howard University Hospital, he's taking it. Then I see Dr. Fulham, another doctor I work with a lot. Mm-hmm. That I did some projects with over the, you know, saying, you know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Him take it. So I'm seeing all these people of color, big wigs, taking it. My right, conf- right. My confidence actually went through the roof then. That's like, this is going to be okay. That's right, and that you guys were all sharing in this together. You guys were doing it together. We're all sharing together. We all mm-hmm. got the same thing. I was a third in line at the, um, at the doctor on McDonald Pickett. I was a third in line, you know what I'm saying? So it gave me that confidence to say, man, look, I got, you know what I'm saying, top of the, the line health professor that's been, these guys been doing this. I've been doing it to help in the health field for like 25 years. These guys been in the health field for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're taking it. So you have, you know, say so you look at that and that's, that, that was a, a big time confident booster for me. Awesome. Awesome. In addition to the prayer, as you and said, course, I'm sure that, yeah. Of course, <laughs> but prayer, that's the most of it though, right there, the bulk of it right there. Absolutely. So you've had the shot for a couple of hours. You've had the vaccination for a couple of hours. Any low grade fevers other than I'm sure you probably it's the same as a flu shot or any other vaccination. You probably have soreness of the arm. Right. But like other than that, is there anything else like you said, that you felt? Just like you said, the soreness of the arm. I got it on my right arm. Mm-hmm. Instead of sleeping on my right side, I slept on my left side. Okay. So okay. it was really, it was really. No, no, I didn't have no after effects. I didn't feel no, no weary, no tiredness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very, I get up very early in the morning time. I'm like very energetic at work. I'm mm-hmm. always walking. Mm-hmm. I'm always keeping myself moving. So, no, um, no, I didn't, I didn't feel no after effects. No, wonderful. And are you being followed by a physician or do you have to check in? Do they tell you? What are some of the side effects that you could, you know, you need to possibly look out for? Did they share any of that with you after getting well, it or before? Well, oh, man, I forgot to tell you this step. Well, you get the shot, right? Once you get the shot, they give you a card, right? They, they put mm-hmm. a sticker on the card. They say, keep this card inside your wallet, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, you, there's a two t- two-step process for, for, the, uh, for the vaccine. You get your shot, then 21 days later, you get your shot. So on July, I mean, June, excuse me, June... Mm-hmm. The January 5th, I'll be getting my second shot. Okay. So, you know, that's the things they tell you. They say, just make sure if you got any fevers to, you know, we got employee health on the premises or give us a call and let us know if everything's okay. So they are watching us closely. Let me just... Good. They are watching us closely. They are keeping monitored. They check in. Dr. Pickett always called me several times, say, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Because she took it. I'm good. So we all check right. with each other. 
Good. And none of your coworkers, um, they've have they're all, as you said, they're good. They're not expressing any type of no. fever or anything like well, that. Well, you know, so or any type of my, my direct boy CEO, um, Mr. Thomas Huntley said he felt a little tiredness. Mm. But he said that was that's about it. He said he felt soreness in the arm, but he felt a little tight. That's about it. I mean Good, good, good. Now, how has it been coming back to your community? What are you kind of like the the big man on campus? How has everybody been, you know, been checking in with you as far as your coworkers? As you said, 10 friends that you've spoken to have already saying, look, since you've done it, I'm going to do it. Is that, has that what you've been getting? Well, you know, so, so 92, I put it on Facebook the same night. So I can, I'm going to say 90, 90%, 95% was positive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are saying congratulations. Um, and I have say about maybe 5%, maybe maybe less than that, say, look, I'm looking at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's make sure if you grow extra, you turn green or something, or you grow extra <laughs> arm, right? We just we going to be monitoring you. Then I got people that's calling me, calling me now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to take, since you took the vaccine, I'm going to take it. And I announced it to my staff because I have a night shift, an evening shift, and a day shift. So I had a meeting with all my staff. I showed them my shot. You know, I pull up my shirt, show them my Band-Aid. That I took that. Mm-hmm. A lot of my staff came to my office and said, hey, I'm glad you did that because I was on the fence about it. You get mm-hmm. confidence to take the, te- take the shot. So, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to get the message out there to show people that this is, on the, this is the way to recover. You know, saying on our way to try to combat this COVID nineteen by being a sample, and it's not, it's not what you think it is. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you know, as I said before, I think it's, and we know that. I think it's like a un, um, like a secret thing that we talk about in our community. At you know, as African Americans, you know, we're like, listen, look at what they did to Tuskegee, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Like we're not doing that. I think this is, it has this that has been one of the primary reasons why a lot of uh blacks have not um been really um open and that has that we've been reluctant to getting the vaccination and even other vaccinations um but i think as you said you're leading by example and you know i'm very happy to see you out there on the front line and that you are really changing some of these people's um trajectory and 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 quite possibly saving their lives by what you've done, you know, to, you know, what you've shown us. So I'm very happy that we, we see that and that you put yourself out there. My last question is, what would you do to say, what would you say to others who are contemplating getting the vaccination? What do you have well, to say to those listeners who are like, man, I ain't trying to hear you. Like, you know, what, what would you have to so, say? So my brother's, my brother's one of those guys that's not trying to hear me. Just as exactly mm-hmm. how you just said it, man, mm-hmm. man, you know, but as I was explaining to him, a couple of things, points. This is, you're comparing apples and oranges when you're doing the Tuskegee uh, experiment, experiment, all right? It's not an experiment. This is not just effect, affecting um, people, you know what I'm saying? It's affecting people of color. It's affecting the world, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's affecting the whole economy. So you can't compare those two. So throw that out the window, all right? This is not mm-hmm. the Tuskegee Airman. This is a life-saving vaccine that's going to affect everybody across the, the world. Mm-hmm. The second thing part of this, right, they said that you have a 95% chance to catch the vaccine. 95 catch. to catch it. 90 to catch mm-hmm. it. To do, not, the, not the vaccine, I'm sorry. 95 chance to catch the COVID-19. 
mm-hmm. right? You're out there. It's inedible. You, you're going to be out there. You're around people. You're touching stuff. You have a 95% chance to catch the COVID-19. But mm-hmm. the vaccine is 95% chance to, to cure it, to, to get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. So take mm-hmm. those two chances. What does what makes more sense? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. as to me, oh, but there's, there's people who catch the COVID-19 it's showing it's not, you know, saying there's no, it's nothing happening to them. But I said, it's not that the people who get COVID-19, they're the host. They, they could be asymptomatic, which means mm-hmm. you don't show no, 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 no. Any symptoms. Any symptoms. But mm-hmm. you could pass on to somebody like my mother who has a mm-hmm. condition or, you know, saying somebody that has uh, diabetes or have all types of pre-existing con- conditions. Right. Um, so you got to understand, it's not just about the person. You can't be selfish and, and think like that. It's about you spreading, the saying, this whole COVID-19 to others who are, the saying, who is, 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 is a danger to other people. So that's mm-hmm. what I try to explain to them. So do I tell people, do your research, because I did a lot of mm-hmm. research about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because he's thinking that, oh, they just got a vaccine. And they tested on a person. We were the first test dummies. No, they mm-hmm. tested on other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not just putting this out there. They tested on other people. They've had. They was in the lab working hard. Right, so, right. You gotta, you, you gotta do your own research about the vaccines. There's always side effects to anything. There's side effects mm-hmm. to foods and to the Tylenol and to the yeah. Advils that we take every day. It's every yeah. day. So. This right. affects to everything, you know, you know, that you eat or you take or, you know, saying if you take it, it could be side effects to makeup if you put. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I explained that to him, you know, and I, I just want African, African-Americans and Latinos or Caribbean-Americans mm-hmm. us to be smart about it. But how are we thinking about this process? We shouldn't be thinking about, oh, Tuskegee, mm-hmm. you know, Tuskegee, simplest thing. And, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yes, America does have a bad track record when it comes down to our community. Mm-hmm. But look at the whole bigger picture, how COVID-19 is affecting not only just our community, not only America, it's affecting the whole world. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. why. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. And I'm sure, you know, it's it's amazing that you're working for an institution that was set in place to to care for, uh, for freed Black people and, and they've had a legacy, a legacy of leadership and science and, you know, especially um, to benefit people of color. And I'm really happy, you know, that they have you on their team. They should be quite proud that they have someone like you on their team. And I'm sure that your team feels um, very, um, you know, happy that they have you and that you're there standing for them and advocating for them and putting yourselves on the putting yourself on the front line to make sure that they're safe and that they have um a wonderful example and a leader. So I thank you so much for joining me. No problem, no problem. You know, to share to share your experience and to encourage other people that look like you and all, you know, our white allies and people who everyone to encourage everyone to say let's get out there. Right. Let's keep ourselves keep, you know, ourselves safe. And I thank you so much um, for being a wonderful essential worker and for 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 doing your part in this. Thank you, Ms. Nelson. It's, it, is, it feels great to work for a world-class organization as Howard University Hospital. I'm not just saying that mm-hmm. all the ones take, should get the credit because they did lead by example. 
Absolutely. And so are you. So it, it shows that you guys are really in sync and their mission um, has really rubbed. It resonates with you and it resonates with me hearing how um, how a one, how great a leader you are. So thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you, Mr. Don't, like, yeah, don't, um, thank you. Don't keep, you know, don't do any more surprises at the dinner table, okay? So, <laughs> I, I still got, I still got a couple of more tricks up my sleeve. Oh so. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> no. How do you feel about Roy's decision to take the COVID 19 vaccination? Will you take the vaccination? Let's continue the conversation. Follow me at Diary of a Black Social Worker and leave me a message to share your thoughts and your feedback.